And as soon as I changed the message to self-love, everything fell into place. Mm-hmm. Everything got in flow. I started getting loads of well-paid clients and they started having amazing transformations and everyone I've ever needed for any project just seems to fall into my lap and I get like manifest LA TV morning talk shows and welcome to millionaire secrets where we are pulling back the curtain on what it takes to be a seven-figure entrepreneur giving you the hacks the shortcuts and the wisdom from entrepreneurs who are achieving amazing levels of success today. Proving that no matter what your story is, no matter what your version of success is, you can take the secrets of success and change your own truth, your own reality and become limitless. My name is Bethan Jepson and in this series I will bring you amazing guests to reveal their millionaire business and lifestyle secrets. So I actually started recording this podcast just before we went into lockdown and obviously since then the economic climate has changed, people's way of life has changed significantly. So I just want to make sure that along with you know the inspiration, the tools, um, yeah the motivation, the little tips and tricks that you're going to learn in this podcast alongside all of these things I want to make sure that you are equipped right now for the current situation so you and your business can thrive because it's totally possible if you look at companies such as Google, Microsoft, Facebook you know they were founded in or around recessions Um, and if we look at the 2008 recession obviously the most recent one that was when Uber was founded and you know Uber has obviously massively disrupted an industry which hadn't really changed that much um, so there is tons of potential right now so I just want to make sure that you are equipped so make sure you listen all the way to the end of this podcast because I'm going to be giving you something that is really going to help you right now to not only survive the kind of unknown but actually thrive in your business. So just make sure you listen all the way to the end and you will not regret it. Enjoy this podcast. Welcome everyone to episode number four. I am so chuffed to be able to introduce you to an absolute legend, Gina Swire. Gina Swire is a self-love expert, mentor and manifesting queen on a global mission to help a billion, (laughs) yes, you heard that right, a billion women fall madly in love with themselves. After struggling with her own self-worth and image issues, Gina quit her career as a plus-size model at the height of her fame in order to embark on her own journey of transformation. Today, she travels the world leading live workshops, hosting retreats, coaching private clients, and speaking on stages from Burning Man to Bali as she inspires women everywhere to love themselves, love their lives, and use it all to do good for the planet. Her work has been featured in Vogue magazine, Elephant Journal, Yoga Guide magazine, and Psychologies magazine. And you can learn more about Gina on her Instagram page and become a part of this self-love movement by joining her community. So I met Gina networking over a year ago, and since that day, she has been a massive role model to me because 
at the time, she was one of the biggest examples I'd seen of my success without sacrifice ethos that I had been fighting to prove was a legitimate life and business strategy. As you'll hear, Gina has achieved extraordinary success by putting herself first. She lives how she wants to live, works how she wants to work, whilst helping huge amounts of people all around the world. And her impact is only increasing the more she prioritizes herself. In this episode, we talk about how self-love is the root of all definitions of success, how the best businesses find you rather than you searching for them, how to make business and success easy and fun the majority of the time, the challenges of writing a book and how you know when to persevere with something that feels hard, why your authentic story, your authentic strengths allow you to attract business over asking for business, how you can have anything you want as long as you believe you can have it, why it doesn't matter whether you're a spiritual or systems driven in your business, and how wanting is the purest form of desire so we should own what we deeply desire. I genuinely can't wait for you to hear this episode. Enjoy. Okay, so morning, Gina. Thank you so much for being one of my launch guests for this podcast. Yay. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, so you and I met just over a year ago at Sparkle Networking, and it was, it was at the one where you were the guest speaker, and I actually sat opposite you at dinner and I was like asking you like loads of questions. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> I remember. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm super chuffed to have you on because I just remember like after that dinner, well actually during that dinner as well, like I was just so inspired and there was like three specific reasons that I was and I'm going to like dig into those. Um, yeah, because I think the whole point of what I want this podcast to be is essentially to really like draw out the people that are really, you know, dominating their niche, impacting loads of lives. Um, because obviously that's the dream for any entrepreneur is to get to that stage where you feel like, do you know what, I've, I've got this, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, yeah. So actually I thought the way, a, a fun way to kind of start and to give people the chance to get to know you a little bit is to do like a quick fire kind of question round. Is that okay? Great. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so where do you live, Gina? I mostly live in Bali, um, Ubud in Bali, partly in LA, Venice in LA, and partly in Manchester, England, but okay. mostly Bali. Okay. Yeah. And where did you grow up? I grew up in Poultonley Fylde, which is in between Blackpool and Preston. Ah. I don't think I knew that about you. Um, what was your first job? First job, um, oh, I had I had three jobs um, when I was like a teenager. Okay. <laughs> I, I, my first job was probably babysitting, um, of which I created my own enterprise and delivered leaflets that I hand wrote to everyone's door saying that there was a babysitting service in the area and then I outsourced it to different friends for different nights and took commission from them <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I love that how old were you I think I was about 13 wowzers okay so that's kind of that tells me a lot about <laughs> where you've ended up <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> 
And would you say you're an introvert or an extrovert? Extrovert. And who is your favourite person in the world right now? Ooh, myself. Yay! <laughs> Hashtag self-love. Um, apart from myself, I would say my mum. Oh, lovely. She's amazing. What time do you get up in the morning and what's the first thing that you do? I'm not so much a morning person, so I'm, I'm a massive night owl. I go to bed, if I go to bed at midnight, that's an early night. If I wake up at eight, that's like a normal morning. And the first thing I do is, before I even open my eyes, is think about my vision. Oh, love it. Yeah. What's your definition of success right now? Definition of success is having loads of time and freedom to roam the world, do good things, be around amazing people, eat the most amazing eggs in any place in the world, and just be in community. Oh, lovely. And I guess this is the kind of question just for you, but what is your definition of self-love? Mm. Being, doing, and having more of the things you love in your life. Mm. and what's your 2020 goal to get my book out oh my god labor of love I've been in <laughs> I've been in labor for two years and it's a painful one let me tell you but is, it's coming is this PS on the page? yes oh amazing um Hello. okay well we'll talk about that a bit later um what's the bravest thing you've ever done probably quit modeling in the peak of my career when I had no idea what I was doing and so I I believed at that point I didn't have any skills other mm -hmm. than modeling okay interesting again we'll probably yeah. circle back to that because <laughs> that's always yeah. the, start of, the start of your journey um yeah what is your biggest fear my biggest fear is probably being scared of things oh yeah I don't I don't I don't like to be scared of things, um, but I think deeper fear is probably being alone and not having children. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> let's, not, let's not think about that. Let's move on quickly. <laughs> so what are you, Yeah. <laughs> um, is there something that you're finding difficult in your life or business right now? motivation at the moment actually which isn't normally I'm super motivated everything's in flow but I've just had about six weeks of I don't want to do anything I don't want to serve anyone I don't want to do business I've just had like a period of like I just want to be mm. and I'm just coming out of it um and so this week I've been you know kind of feeling a bit more back to my normal self but I actually really enjoyed it yeah. as well it was a bit weird but I enjoyed it so at the moment um yeah not I'm trying not to judge myself for doing a lot less than I normally do mm. and I suppose yeah. I mean this is kind of not part of the quick fire round but um just a, a secondary question how like is that do you class that as like self-love like recognizing that something is telling you to slow down a little bit and actually it's okay mm -hmm. to take that time. Yeah, I was being very strongly guided. And actually, when I think about it, 
it was from before Christmas. Um, even when I was in LA last year, I was doing a launch of my course and I was a bit like, I want to do this, but I don't want to do this. I want the course to go out, but I don't want to do it. Mm. And I did it, pushed through, carried on like all over Christmas, did three live events, a retreat, relaunched my course. But I still had this slight feeling of, I want to just like disappear for a, mm. a bit. Like I want to just be on a desert island drinking coconuts, not thinking about anyone else. Mm. And yeah, so I had that slight feeling, but it wasn't like smashing me around the face with a wet fish yet. And then when I got back to Bali, um, I decided to give myself two weeks holiday and that turned into six weeks. So <laughs> I, I really, I really do think that is a radical act of self-love. Mm. That can be scary. Oh, but, yeah. oh okay yeah. amazing. and what is something that not many people know about you mm. Mm. well I don't like mugs I won't drink anything out of anything that's not glass <laughs> that's one thing I literally point blank refuse to drink out of a mug that is hilarious. <laughs> why? I don't know why it is. I just don't like mugs. I don't like not seeing what's in the bottom of my drink. <laughs> yeah. I think once as a kid, I was drinking something and at the bottom of it was like half a dishwasher tablet. Uh. I was like, no, not again. Trauma. <laughs> Childhood trauma. Scar for life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And final, final question of the quick fire round. So... I run a women's networking group called High Flying Women. And this is something I ask everybody when they come to an event. So I'd just love for you to finish this sentence. A powerful mm -hmm. woman is dot, dot, dot. Um, fully aware of who she is, what she wants, and how she wants to do it. Fabulous. Okay, so I just say I do have a few kind of... Uh, questions that I'd like to get you know get in deep with um and as I say like these are things I've been literally wanting to ask you for ages <laughs> but every time I run into you I'm like no this isn't the time to <laughs> this isn't the time for a long conversation um so when 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 we first met there was something I'd never really encountered it before but with you I just felt like you had so much clarity on like what you wanted to achieve like what your purpose was and I mean on your Instagram um, <clears throat> on your Instagram bio it says that you want to impact 1 billion women and mm -hmm. obviously like that that's the purpose isn't it um, so first of all I'd really love to know like how you found that clarity in such a specific mission around self-love yeah uh it found me I honestly I feel like I didn't choose this it 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 organically evolved so for me I didn't kind of think oh I want to start a business or oh, I want to travel the world or oh, I want to make money or any of that it it didn't come that way it came from my own problem which a lot of people's businesses come from their own problem mm. and I was solving my own I was creating a solution to my own problem and it took me years to do it because I was in the modeling industry. I was 
I was struggling inwardly. I didn't look like I was struggling at all. I looked like I had it all nailed and that's the persona that I like to put out there back then. Um, but actually I was struggling quite a bit. And when I uh, kind of, first of all, it started with natural health. So I did a course to become a health coach. And um, in that course, it was a lot of personal development. It was talking quite a bit about business as well. And that course gave me like the first initial insights into how to actually be healthy. Um, so for anyone listening, if that course sounds interesting, I highly recommend it. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a course based out of America and I've had a bunch of friends and clients and everyone do it. So if anyone's interested, get in touch because like that was such a pivotal time in my life. And so I did that course and I kind of thought I needed to get healthier to feel good. That, that was what I thought. And in a way that's what happened. I did get healthier and I did feel better, but actually it was never about the food. So you might've heard that meme, like at the end of the day, you'll realize it was never about the food. And so, yeah, it was never about the food for me. I just found this deeper layer of like self-love and self-trust and passion and creation and sexual energy and all these things came from starting to get more aware of who I am and what I want to do and so as I did that I started to I changed very very quickly I went from this plus size model who was like it's it's really hard to not kind of get this wrong and paint the picture wrong because in that time I was partying loads doing loads of crazy things sleeping very little getting up going to the studio having like makeup all over my face not eating very well you know not necessarily looking after myself not much self-care and then when I actually look at pictures from that time because there's a lot because I was a model I can see in my eyes that my soul had left my body like my eyes just look I don't know if you could if you could tune in on my aura it will be very small compared to now. That's how I felt. So other people disagree and they're like, no, you're always vibrant and radiant and da da da. But that's how I felt. So I went from that to um, very, very quickly starting to get to know myself, understand myself. And I went to like this ultra level of radiance and I was just vibing and my eyes were bright and I felt super healthy and everyone around me was like, whatever you're doing I want a piece of that can you teach me so at first I started to teach people about health and quite quickly within like the first six months of that I realized that that's not it because these people that were coming to me for health wanted a quick fix they wanted a magic pill they wanted a diet and it doesn't matter how many of those you give out it doesn't it doesn't make any difference but what had changed in me was this really deep level of self-respect, self-love, and all that came to the surface. So when I realized that about food and I changed my message to be about self-love, which at the time was quite scary because I was like, well, who am I to, to teach self-love? It's not like I've been to university and studied self-love. Like what on earth am I going to teach them? 
but someone guided me a friend here in Bali and just kind of said well just tell your story that's all you can do just tell your story and people will learn by osmosis from how you feel and that's how it started and as soon as I changed the message to self-love everything fell into place mm. everything got in flow I started getting loads of well-paid clients and they started having amazing transformations and everyone I've ever needed for any project just seems to fall into my lap and I get like manifest LA TV morning talk shows and things you know it's like the universe is like you need that oh let me help you oh yeah you're on your mission let me help you with that so yeah that's how I got into it really it was just kind of organic and do you still have those moments of doubt where because obviously like one billion women is a humongous <laughs> mission. Like, do you, yeah. do you ever have that, you know, that niggling thought of like, you know, yeah, who do you think you are to think you can do that? Like, no, I don't. I really don't. Never. It doesn't, it doesn't cross my mind. Like, I just feel like I'm been chosen for this. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. And my whole life is devoted to that, honestly. Mm. And there's no, there's no difference between my life and my work and my job and my business and everything. Like my whole life is based around that. I, I live and breathe it, mm. which is easy. It's just easy to me. It's natural. Cause that's, that's what I do. Yeah. yeah. I think it's so interesting. Like, because I mean, you talked about it then, you know, if you have, I guess if you have a, a relationship with yourself where perhaps it's not, quite love or whatever it is I don't really know how you define a kind of is it like a broken relationship with yourself or I don't know but because obviously then the symptoms can be it can look different from person to person so like you were talking about then like obviously some people it's food like their relationship with food other people it's like you know their relationship with their partners breaking down or you know and then other people it's like career-based or like you know they can't bring themselves to speak up in a meeting or ask for what they want financially if they have a business like it all seems to come like funnel back down to that relationship that you have with yourself absolutely. um absolutely yeah. and it's funny because um a lot of people when they're starting a business they're all trying to nail their niche mm. and one of my really really great friends an amazing business coach here well I met her here but she's not here at the moment she has a course called nail your niche and it's funny because when I transferred my message to from health coaching and in that point I was like learning about marketing and I was trying to like get this niche this super niche and you know I was in that state you know that business state where you're just like ah I need to sort out my message and I need to know who my avatar is and I need to get my ideal client and I was just so overwhelmed with it all that it was when I just sacked it all off and called it self-love on a whim in a way, because I was like, self-love is kind of a cheesy buzzword, but ultimately everything comes back to that. Mm. Everything. It is the origin. It is the, the seed that everything is sprouted from. Mm. And actually it couldn't be less niche because my, my clients I coach them on business, I coach them on relationships, I coach them on money, I coach them on food, I coach them on travel, I coach them on relationships. Mm. Everything comes under self-love, everything. Yeah. So it couldn't actually be less niche if it tried, but <laughs> yeah, everyone 
that I meet, it's like, you've nailed it. You've nailed your niche. Everyone knows you for that. Like, you know, it's so specific. You're talking to your ideal client. And it's bonkers because that was what I was trying not to do. And that's what I've ended up doing. (laughs) So to anyone listening who's new in business, um, we actually have like this stupid jokey thing, which we call... We call, we, we have this persona. It's like this little Indian man called Manish. And we're like, we need to find Manish. And when you find him, then all your dreams come true and you meet enlightenment. And everyone's like, I need to find Manish. Um, but actually Manish finds you. That is so true. That is so true. Yeah. Cause yeah. I can like, if I just think of like a handful of people that I know now are super successful and like their stories it is always you know it found me or or felt compelled to do it by something bigger than me or like yeah yeah that's interesting okay so that kind Mm. of actually leads us nicely into my next question because something that I I def I think I definitely envy you for this actually I think it's literally got to the point of jealousy (laughs) in that you make success look so easy. So, mm. <laughs> and actually, it was interesting because before when you were talking about, uh, you know, when you used to be a model and you were putting out this pit or this kind of uh, perception that, you know, things were fine and things were good. So actually, like, question to you, is it as easy as you make it look? <laughs> Yes. Um, and it's funny, I thought you were going to ask me a slightly different question then. Somebody asked me on Facebook this morning, are you actually as happy as you look? Mm. And I was like, yeah, I am. <laughs> I actually am. And um, so my mantra for the last few years is, has been, how can I make this easy and how can I make this fun? Mm. And that's how I live my life. Like everything is easy and fun. And yeah, there's things that aren't like doing my taxes is the hardest thing ever, but I'll still bring in this mantra of how can I make this easy and how can I make it fun? So I've employed my uncle because I worked with a bunch of accountants. That was never easy and fun. Mm. So I've employed my uncle. who's also like a comedian and we have loads of fun and we take the mick out of each other. And now it's actually easy and fun and it gets done. And I'm like, yes, success. (laughs) Um, So so yeah, coming back to your question of like making it look effortless, I think, I mean, there's times when I'm slamming my head against the wall and yesterday was one of them. In fact, I should send you a screenshot of some of the messages I was sending to my friend about this book. Oh my God. <laughs> this book is really testing me. And yesterday I had a meeting with my agent. I had a meeting with my editor and when I thought the book was one day from being signed, sealed and delivered, they came back with structural changes, which all has a knock on effect. And then I have to change the whole book because if you change one thing, you have to change the whole book. And that, when it's a big thing to read, is a massive chore. So yesterday I was like this. I'm a laptop out the window and it's making me retrograde and my laptop won't charge and my phone's doing keeps turning off and I was going bonkers. So honestly, there is many, many times when I am 
pull, pulling my hair out and wanting to throw my laptop out the window. Um, at the same time, there's this deep thing within me, which is, well, with the book as this book example, is this book is going to be born and it's going to serve so many people and the, the quicker I can not procrastinate and get on with it and just take what comes and keep going and plod along and just get it done the, the quicker it can get out there and help lots of people so that's really like my always my driving force just to just to think of the people I'm serving and it and it helps me get through uh, and I suppose is that then how you distinguish like if something's really like challenging you and you're finding hard is that how you know to keep going with it because you just know that it's gonna impact so many people is that your is that the question you ask yourself when you're deciding hmm I think it's like a natural fire within me so every morning I'm like I'm waking up and I'm well, I mean, these last few weeks I haven't been doing this, so I'm not going to lie to you. But like this morning I woke up and I was like, ah, oh, this fire within me just wants to burn bright and wants to like light other people's fires. That's, it's just the natural thing within me. It's, mm -hmm. it is almost effortless in a way. And so people often say to me, like, how do you spin this many plates? Um, you know, with, with holding space for so many women, so many one-to-one -one clients, so many groups, courses with groups attached mm -hmm. to them, Instagram groups, WhatsApp groups, Facebook groups, retreat groups. <laughs> I'm having six retreats a year at the minute, creating this book and all these things. And at the same time, you know, looking after my family and all my friends and I'm super sociable and I'm going supporting all my friends in their events and whatever they're doing in the world. People are like, how are you doing it? And I think I never feel like I'm working. I, I honestly have said many times that I only work one hour a day maximum and that's how it feels. But then when last year I got a new partner, small thing different story um <laughs> but I got a new partner and he was like oh my god you work so much because I do it on the go from my phone I never ever sit in my laptop I'm just I'm, I'm not always on my phone but like I'll just answer people on Instagram or I'll be replying to emails while I'm sat on my scooter or whatever it is and so I never feel like I'm working because they're just like amazing people that I want to help and yeah so I think my perception of my whole business and life is slightly warped, but it works for me. So, mm -hmm. and did it always yeah, feel that's that way? How, like, that's how I do it. When you were get, when you were getting started, did it feel that way then, or was it was that different? Was it was I don't know, like because I just think sometimes when you're getting something off the ground, obviously you have to change your habits, you have to like mm -hmm. expand yourself, you have to grow your self-belief you, you have to work on the relationship with yourself um so did it did it yeah. feel that way when you were starting um hmm. I can remember feeling incredibly frustrated with all the marketing stuff and I I wasn't very good at writing at first and I felt a bit like betrayed actually when I first started my business because 
I never actually wanted to start a business. You know, I, I did this course. I was a burnt out model doing really, really well, traveling the world. And the last thing I wanted was a business helping people. That wasn't on the cards at all. But the universe had different idea for me. Um, so when I did start my business and the course that I did were like, yeah, you can make all this income and help people from anywhere in the world. And I was like, yeah, sounds good. And then, and then when you actually get into it, they're like, well, you need to become a master of writing. You need to become a financial advisor. You need to become like a social media manager. You need to become an email marketer you need to be you need to be good you need to be good at coaching you need to be good on stage you need to be good at writing you you know all these things I was like how the bloody hell am I me little old me supposed to do like 20 people's jobs and the more your business goes on the more job roles you acquire and at first I was just like oh my god I'm never going to be able to do this and I had one friend who was probably two years ahead of me in business and I would see everything she was doing and just think I'm never going to get to that stage like I don't know how she's doing it graphics were amazing and I'm there trying to like create things on photoshop with no I'm like watching tutorials and trying to figure out MailChimp and trying to create my own first website and I was just like I'm I'm gonna lose my mind I think I did lose my mind a little bit at first but then when what helped was when I came back to what I'm actually good at so the coaching part is so easy to me like inspiring people to work with me is so easy you know I, I, I don't I don't ever promote working with me as such like I never say I've I've got a coaching business. Come and work with me. I never say that. I never really even tell anyone about that. They just start watching my stories and then they're like, I want a piece of that. And that's, that's it. They just, they're, they're inspired that way. Mm. So when, when people say to me, like, how do you get clients? And a girl said this to me yesterday, like a new coach, she was like, I need to fill up my coaching program. And how do I do it? And I was like, okay, well, there's two things, two problems here. Firstly, if you need to fill up a coaching program practice, you're in trouble because this has to come from this pure space of wanting to help people and not needing to pay your bills. Mm-hmm. And secondly, well, for me, I'm a manifesting generator in human design. What are you? Do you know? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, do it. It's really good. Human design quiz. Okay. Um, so I naturally, like, I just think of an idea mm. and then I kind of give it off to the universe and just let it magically come back to me. That's like my archetype. And that's why I'm good at manifesting and these kind of things. So other people have other, other archetypes. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's just like, I just need to think it and it just seems to happen, um, which is really good. Yeah. So yeah, it's for me it's all about attracting rather than asking. Okay. And mm. just in case anyone's not quite sure what like manifesting is. Yeah. Yeah, I know like you are the kind of well you'll say it yourself, you're the manifesting queen, like you know how to make things happen. So what is what is manifesting for people that don't know? 
Okay, so it's always really hard for me to explain this in a nutshell, but it's basically, it's a law of the universe that says you can have whatever you want in this world as long as you believe you can have it. So if I wanted to move to Bali, well, what's a better example, actually? Okay, so if I want, um, you know, my book to be a number one, I just have to get into the frequency and feel the feelings of that already happening. So I can feel that. Like when I think of my book being a number one, it feels like super exciting. And a good way to see if you're in manifesting mode is to think of the last thing that you found really exciting in your life. So for me, that was. Mm, what was the last thing that was really exciting? Oh yeah, I went uh, on a weekend away with the girls this weekend. We ended up manifesting this amazing villa. And I was just like, oh, this is amazing. This is better than my vision board. Like, wow. Like tingles in the tummy, that feeling. Okay, and then think of one thing you really want to attract in your future. So for me, it's the book. What would it be for you? One thing I really want to attract in my future. Yeah. Um, I have my eye on a wedding dress that is way out of my budget, <laughs> but okay, looking at it, it excites me. Okay. So when you close your eyes and think of yourself in that wedding dress, mm. can you evoke that same feeling of pure excitement in your stomach? Oh, absolutely. Imagine yourself wearing it. Yes. So that feeling, like actually let that feeling, because that's releasing like a happy hormone in your body. Mm. like let that feeling circulate and then turn it up to a 10 say it's at a two right now mm. just turn it up and let it like almost like a bright light coming out of your body and that is manifestation mode so at the moment your body doesn't know the difference between the vision of having that and actually having it mm. yeah so your thoughts become reality you've probably heard that before yeah um so whatever you think whatever you feel becomes your reality and so with manifesting whatever is consuming you is what you're asking for your thoughts are your wishes basically that's mm. how it works so if you are thinking of that wedding dress and at the same time you're like kind of excited but then a bit of anxiety because you're like, oh, I'm never going to get it. No, it's not going to, I'm not going to get money together. What am I going to do to get it? Then you're in confliction, like you're in conflicting desires. So you're asking for both, which means you probably won't get either. Okay. Yeah. So manifesting works on frequency, on vibration, and whatever your vibe is, it has to be a match to whatever you, you're attracting. Yeah. So... I have a brand new, not, not new in the world, but new to me, tip for manifestation. Okay. Do you want to hear it? Yes, please. Okay. So it's called 55 by 5. And super simple. Um, a client of mine actually told me about it the other day. And she's like, Gina, are you doing this 55 by 5? And I was like, oh my God, I don't even know what this is. So I Googled it and it came up with this whole document. And I was like, yeah, whatever. It's basically where you think of the next thing you want to manifest. So for me, it was my next partner, my full-time life partner. 
Um, and then you create an affirmation that suggests you've already got it. So for me, it's, I'm so grateful that I've, I, I'm met on every level by my amazing partner. And then you write it out like school vibes, lines, 55 times and you do it for five days oh wow okay, so when I so when I heard that I was like that's dumb I'm not gonna do it and then underneath it I started reading the comments and everyone was like oh my god there's oh and all these success stories so I was like hmm, interesting so that day I went to the beach like beach half an hour from here with my friend and I start telling her, I've decided I'm ready for a partner. I haven't been till now, but I am now. And have you heard of this manifestation technique? And she's like, no, but let's do it. So anyway, I was like, okay, let's do it. So I'm just going to nip to the toilet. And when I come back, we will do this manifestation technique. She's like, yeah, yeah, cool. Anyway, so I go to the bathroom and on the way to the bathroom, I meet this absolute God. <laughs> like godlike creature i'm talking six foot two dark hair buff stylish smiley vibey aura all the things i was like oh hello and just to put this into perspective we were in this little beachy place which is usually just full of indonesian surfers and the odd old married couple there's not normally anyone like that Anyway, so I come back and I said to my friend, oh my God, I've just met a God in the toilets. And she's like, oh, amazing, instant manifestation. So we hadn't actually done the, the, the exercise, but it was already starting to happen. So I highly recommend it. And I did it for five days. And in that time, it really did something to me. It, it puts you in a frequency of already having it. And it's amazing. So try it. Oh, thank you very much. I definitely will. Um, okay. Oh, I know. <laughs> Wish you got my eye on it. Um, there was something actually I read on your website that I really wanted to ask you about as well. So obviously you tell your story on your website and you said, um, so before plus size became a proper like category in the fashion world, because you kind of said it around the recession, that's when it kind of became a thing. You went to mm -hmm. every single job in fear that nothing would fit you. And then on the occasions when nothing did fit you, you'd be sent home, tail between your legs, crying hot tears of humiliation. And this went on for years. Why, my question to you is, why didn't you quit? Why did you persevere? So that was before I was a plus size model. I was a, a normal size model. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah, I got scouted for modeling and there was a big part of me wanted to do it but there was also a big part of me that didn't because I was kind of shy back then like I didn't really I guess at heart I always liked to be in the limelight but I had such bad self-talk like relentless negative self-talk at that time I used to believe that no one wanted to listen to me that I had nothing intelligent to say and I was just really quiet because of it Mm. And sometimes someone would ask a question and I would know the answer, but then I wouldn't say it. I would just swallow it. Um, yeah. So when I got scouted for modeling, I was like, mm, not sure. But my friends were like, you should do it. And my family were like, you should do it. 
And so I was like, okay. So I went in to the agency and they said, oh my God, we love your face. We love your vibe. I don't think we said the word vibe back then. I don't know what they said. (laughs) We love you, but you're just a bit too big. And so I was like, ooh. And I was already kind of skinny for myself at that time because I'd been ill. That's why I went in. And it was all about being skinny then. It was all Posh Spice is my idol. I remember getting a magazine and it had actual size of Posh Spice's hips and, and a picture of her jeans. I think she had her own jeans line. And it was like this big. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to starve myself to get to that size. But that's what I'm going to do. So I was 17, 16, mm-hmm. 17. So anyway, went into the agency. They were like, we love you. You're just a bit too big. Um, Come back in two weeks, having lost a stone, and we'll give you this job. So in the meantime, I met this other agency, and they said to me, "Um, we we want you for modeling, um, but it's for wedding dresses, funnily enough. And they... they, So they wanted me to do, like, these wedding fashion shows in supermarkets, not supermarkets, like the Trafford Centre and different wedding venues when they had wedding fairs and I was like okay cool and yeah it wasn't as stressful and they were like well we want you to be a bit curvier because these dresses are the samples from the shops and they're for real women so we we need curvier girls so I was like okay cool so I was doing it through that and that was good but then other agencies would ask me to do things and I used to Oh my God, this is really funny, actually. Yeah, I used to tell everyone I was a shoe size five when I'm actually a seven because I wanted to have small feet and I thought having a six or even a seven was disgusting. So I told everyone I was a size five. And so sometimes I would cram my feet into a size five just to be cool, which is bonkers. And same with the dress size. So I would tell everyone I was like a 10, but actually I was more like 14. and then you know these agencies would be like yeah we want to book you what size are you and I was like 10 and then I would get to the job and nothing would fit me and I'd be like I don't know what's happening but actually I was just too shy to say I'm a 14 because that was disgusting to me then Mm. and so for years I would get sent home from jobs for that really and yeah why did I keep going I think it, it wasn't all the time most of the time it was fine but I would, I'd be so nervous on the way to the job because it was certain things. I'm bigger on the bottom than the top. So, you know, if it was an A-line dress, I'd be fine. But if it was like a pair of tailored trousers, I'd be screwed. Right. So I'd be like, let it be an A-line dress. And then I'd get there and some of the time it was fine. But then other times, you know, I'd get sent home and I'd be in tears. Mm. So, yeah. Okay, interesting. Things we do. Yeah. Yeah, I think well I mean yeah I mean perseverance is obviously I think it's just something that I've been interested in because you know if I if I go to like my um so one of my business coaches is like extremely masculine like he's not really spiritual he's very much like as long as you keep going keep going keep going keep going keep going you'll eventually achieve what you want to achieve and then obviously the other side of me is like, well, there's no point me doing that if I'm just going to burn myself out, if I'm not going to enjoy it, if it's just purposeless and I kind of lose my way. So I'm all, so sometimes I feel like 
I'm at war with these like two parts of myself, which mm. is the, the bit of me that wants to go, go, go because it's fun and it's exciting. And, you know, and I'm, I'm curious, like what I'm made of, like, I'm curious to see what I can actually do. And then there's this other mm. part of me that's like, well, I'm t- like, I'm tired. I've not eaten right. I'm not actually speaking positive things to myself. I'm, you know, beating myself up a little bit. Yeah. And I just feel like there's this fine line down the middle the whole time. Um, yeah. So yeah. What, I don't know. Like what's your, what's your feeling? Yeah. <laughs> I, I can, I can relate for sure. Um, I used to have a business coach that was, uh, a German lady. She's very like systems and strategy and, yeah, and I thought that's what I needed because I'm very flowy and feminine and just kind of manifesting and woo, you know, woo woo. And so I was like, I need strategy and systems. And I employed this business coach and it just didn't work. She's an amazing coach and she coaches some other people here um, really well. And she's incredible. I'm so inspired by it, but we just didn't do the thing. And now my mentor is very much like me she's full woo 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 spiritual shaman she has me like cooking dinner and burying it in my garden and things (laughs) for the land and she has me doing all this crazy stuff and and that for me feels right and Mm -hmm. and since I've been working with her well you know since I've I've basically come out of the spiritual closet um I, for a long time, I was like, well, you can't be like a seven figure business owner. Not that I am, by the way, but you can't be a seven figure business owner and be like the most woo woo thing with no systems and whatever. And now I'm just like, yeah, you can, you can do whatever you want. And so, yeah, I think since I surrendered to who I really am, I've five X my business last year in terms of the amount of people I'm serving and the amount of revenue I'm creating and that kind of thing. Mm. So for me, it's all about being more me, being radically self-expressed. I don't do well with discipline. I never have. As a kid, if someone tried to shout at me or tell me what I should be doing, I would just go in a hole. And I'm exactly the same now. And a few years ago when I got really on my yogic path and I was very, went into this very like self-care discipline, getting up at six o'clock, having my hot water and lemon, then my green juice, then my yoga mat, then, then my meditation, then my gym, then my this. <laughs> and that was good for me for a time, but I didn't really like it. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm very undisciplined and very much in attracting and manifesting and for me that works Mm. and so recently I spoke at a friend of mine's event in New York well not in New York in Maine and she's a business coach and she is very much in strategy and systems and stuff yeah and that stuff just turns me off completely so at the thing we started our businesses in the same week and we've also uh grown our businesses around the same level yeah uh, the same same amount of whatever you call that um and she just sometimes I sit in on her trainings which are amazing and she has loads of clients and they love her and I love her as well and I'll literally be like ah 
can't. Like, I literally cannot operate in this way. And, but I like to see how she does things. And she'll look at what I do. And she's like, I literally do not know how you have scaled your business with these like woo woo systems in place and like cooking food and putting it in the garden. Like, how are you doing this? And I'm like, yeah, I work on a different frequency. I'm tapped in, you know? So I'm just here to inspire anyone listening that you can do it your own way, which does not mean I'm not taking action. I am always taking action. Um, Super woo with like action is my way. Yeah. So I think there is a line. Um, For me, it's writing out what I'm creating, if it's projects, if it's manifestations, if it's partners, whatever, writing it all out and creating two actionable steps that speeds up the manifesting process. So it's not that you need to reorder it. It's that you need to create the environment for it to come to you. Mm. So for example, if I want to um, do a retreat in Portugal, which I'm doing very soon, I, I don't need to keep asking the universe to do a retreat in Portugal or anything, but I do need to find out where I'm going, see how much flights are, you know, actionable steps and then it happens so yeah yes amazing that's a yeah (laughs) thank you for that because that's really helpful um so final question Mm -hmm. essentially I'm just trying to figure out you know what makes successful people different or figure out what are they perhaps doing more of or less of so Mm. with that in mind Gina Swire what is your millionaire secret Oh, the first thing that came to mind, well, two things came to mind. The first thing is own it. Like that's kind of self-explanatory, but just own it, whatever you want. You don't need to figure out how you're going to do it. You don't need to know all the details, but you just need to want it. And so I was speaking to someone last night at dinner and we had this realization you know, when you're a kid and you, you say, I want a lollipop. And your mum's like, don't say that. I want never guess. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is poor conditioning, I think. Like, wanting something is the purest desire. And that really wanting and being lit up by wanting something is what is drawing us to our passion, our purpose, our success, our joy, easeful joy, I believe. So... Figure out what you want and allow yourself, give yourself full permission to want it and own that. And so, I mean, I'm constantly learning from myself and like we are humans and we have a certain state of amnesia that kicks in all the time. Um, I'm reminding myself of this recently because I've been half-assing, this isn't to do with business, but I've been half-assing the fact that I really want to be a mother. I want to have this full-time partnership. I want to be a mother. And for the last year, like I had a bit of a messy thing last year where my partner cheated on me and I thought it was all good and he broke the trust. Um, But out of that came this period of inquiry and I just wanted to travel the world and have short relationships and learn and just kind of like figure out what I wanted. And I'd been meeting these guys and they're like, what do you want? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, I kind of want this and I kind of want that. And I wasn't like, I want to be a mother. I was just, you know, I was kind of dancing to their song. And 
a few weeks ago, having follow following on from seeing two really great friends get engaged, another friend announcing a baby and a bunch of that kind of stuff. I was like, I want that. That's my deepest desire. And I've not been owning it. And the minute I was like, I can have whatever I want as long as I want it and I own it. As soon as that happened, I cannot, I'm literally the most magnetic to men I think I've ever been in my life right now. Like the, the knocking on my door. <laughs> and yeah, I'm like, there we go. You just have to want it. Amazing. So that was the first thing. What was the other thing? Oh God, I went off on one. Um, millionaire success secrets. Um, mm, second thing is speak what you seek until you see what you say. Okay. So yeah, speak what you seek until you see what you say. Speak it into existence. Yeah. This is, I do it all the time. A few years ago, I was living in Bali and I really wanted to be in LA. So I just started telling people I'm moving to LA in January. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I didn't know anyone there. Didn't even know why I was going there, but I just had this calling and so yeah I'm moving to LA in January and people were like oh can you speak on my retreat in Bali and I'm like I'll let you know because I think I'm going to be moving to LA in January I'm moving to LA in January and you're basically teaching yourself that that's what you're doing and then all of a sudden things start to come up like an event in LA and I was like yeah I think I'm going to go to that and then before I knew it I was living there and I was like yeah I spoke it into existence Mm -hmm. so yeah definitely start doing that it's not that you're lying it's that you're speaking it into existence oh amazing like I can't tell you just how much I've learned from this conversation like it's just been so valuable and I'm sure it's going to help so many people so just thank you so so much for making the time for this and yeah for just giving giving your value like I know I followed you for since I met you like over a year ago, followed you on all social media platforms. And yeah. do you think, you, you know, you're so generous with, with what you give and yeah, obviously it's working for you. So yeah. Thank oh, you. final, final yeah. question. Where can yeah. people follow you if they want to follow you? Yeah, it's at Gina Swire, G-I-N-A-S-W-I-R-E on everything. So uh, my website is genuswire.com. Email Gina at genuswire.com. Um, Instagram, Genuswire, Facebook, Genuswire, everything's my name. And yeah, I absolutely live and breathe this, as you can probably tell. And so if anyone is struggling with any of this stuff, feel free to reach out to me. Like I'm completely fascinated by people and psychology and how people work, what makes them happy, what makes them sad. So yeah, just reach out to me and I'll have a conversation with anyone. Like I love it. So, thank you, bless you so much. That's that's amazing. Thank you for listening to this episode. And actually, this is the one secret that I really don't want you to keep to yourself. I want you to share this. So, if you know someone who you know needs to hear this message of inspiration right now, please share this episode with them. I believe the more successful entrepreneurs we have in this world the more people who are living their version of success without sacrifice, the more problems we are going to solve on this planet, which has a lot of problems right now. 
And as promised, I am also doing a very useful giveaway right now for business owners. So if you share this with three friends and leave me a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you are listening on, screenshot the proof, DM it to me on Instagram at Beth and Jepson. I am going to draw one of you at random every two weeks and gift you a half-day strategy session for free where we will build you a killer business strategy for whatever your version of success is. So if you have something that you're currently stuck on, or if you've maybe been stuck on something for a while, or something's been set on the back burner for a while, you may actually not be a business owner currently. Your business idea may be the very thing set on the back burner. Well, now it's time to take the right things, the appropriate things off the back burner. Obviously, I'll help you figure out what they are, but let's do it. Now is the right time, my friend. So let's create the step-by-step plan together. Share this with three friends, five-star review, screenshot, DM me on Instagram, at Beth and Jepson, and this free strategy session, where we'll do it on a one-to-one basis on Zoom, could be yours. I've had clients completely transform their business after these strategy half-day sessions whilst we've been in lockdown. This is a thing that is working right now. Pauline, who is an empowerment coach for midlife women, made £1,500 less than six days after our session. Anne, who is a parenting coach, generated four new clients. And Becky launched her group program after months and months of being stuck. And this all happened off the back of this half-day strategy session that you can also get your hands on for free. So make sure you do share this with three friends, leave a five-star review, show me the proof on Instagram at Beth and Jackson, because now is your time. Thanks again for listening to Millionaire Secrets. And don't forget, knowledge is only power when you take action on it. I don't want the secrets in this podcast to stay secret for long. So go away, implement the advice given in this podcast and let me know your results. Enjoy.